Welcome to the Nexodus podcast. We are going into Genesis chapter 25, but before we start, I'm just so thankful to the Most High for his mercies towards me, towards us, and how patient he is. And I've learned a lot about patience and how things take time. And uh, in this society that we live in right now, the, the speed up causes you to move from an emotional base. And all of us do it. And we make decisions that we're not proud of or we make decisions that we didn't haste and now we regret or we sometimes feel betrayed. But even in those times where you're in blind spots, those times where it seems so difficult, the Most High is always working it out for good because of covenant. And I see that in the scriptures and that's what gives me so much hope and so much strength. Hope not in a, by faith, but hope as in what the Savior, our King was saying in the earlier parts of this season under the the Greco-Roman rule, occupation. He said, as in the days of Noah, this is Matthew chapter 11, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man will return. And we know that the scriptures are fragmented. They're fragmented on so many different levels. So you have to discern. The Most High has to give you discernment to know how to read through the literary text, although it's been translated in many forms and under different influences and agendas. But the Savior left us another amazing key. He said that his spirit will lead you, meaning it's at a root level. And if you can tap into yourself, I will guide you through all truth because the Most High's truth is beyond just the scriptures. All truth is the Most High's truth. He sits in the circle or in the center of the, the universe and dictates and uses situations, good and evil as we perceive it, to bring into fulfillment what he said he would do. Noah's time was about a new life, a cleanse, a purge, a realignment that was happening during that time period because the, the mindset was consistently evil. We talked about that in Genesis chapter 6. Then you move further along. The Most High wipes it out with water. In the beginning was water. Most of the earth is water or this plain. Everything that's above the water it was under the water and above. So when we understand the ways of the Most High, and he only reveals his ways to those who seek after him and who have the access to him through covenant. We don't see a lot of display of the Most High on the earth right now. It seems like it's just major destruction. Everything is leading to destruction. Everything is leading to death. Everything is leading towards decay. Can the creator, would the creator create things for it to go into decay? That's the the logic we have to sit with, with all of our decisions, because we are the image of the Most High. So whatever you see on the outside of you is happening on the inside. And I'm seeing that in my personal life, like, whoa, even the personal things that are, are you, you're ashamed of or you're working through or you're embarrassed about, the Most High is in that. And we see this in the lives of these individuals, these ancestral records. 
we're speaking in spirit space. You have to have a kingdom mindset. The Savior, the Mesendesi, that's closer dialect because that word means Savior. And that's one of the older languages, Kosan, that's in historical context. And then you find remnants of South African, as they call it now, the South. This language is embedded at very critical points. One, the Savior, when he was dying, said, Eli, Eli, Sabachthani. If you put Eli in Google and put closer, closer word for Eli, Eli, it will translate into English as this, this. Sabachthani, Sabachthani, Sabbath. This, this is for the Sabbath keepers is the translation or thereabout. Also in Daniel, many, many techni yopanzi in Osa language speaks of a disgusting transgressor. Your time has come. That's in Daniel when the, the, the Medes and the Persians were about to be overthrown. And right now we're seeing an overthrow. That's why there's so much wars, whether you're talking about the Hamas war, whether you're talking about the Sudanese war, whether you're talking about the, the environmental war, the food wars, the nicotines. And I don't just mean in cigarettes, there's everything addictive. How do we balance those types of energies without it being on a consumer and consumption, high consumption level, which brings degradation? Why isn't it bringing regeneration? And that's covenant. When you're in the regenerative side, the most high, or you begin to tap back into root. So these wars and rumors of wars are because the most high is uprooting. Is manifesting in the physical space, is manifesting in the political space as, you know, territorial and things of that nature. But what is happening in the spirit from a kingdom thought process? Remember, kingdom, not Western. So it's, it's a process that we all have to go through where we have to be Un, we have to unlearn, come out of captivity, come out from among them. You can physically be somewhere and be out, you see. So it's important that you understand what is happening or you will be under the influence of whatever energies are operating through those thought processes that you have believed in or that you are operating by. So whatever you believe and speak is creating the world you're in. So if me, as a person, I call myself black, but everywhere you go, black is bad, means negative, means corruption, means degradation. Why would I call myself low life, inferior people? That's the translation or the stereotype, or if you go to kingdom, the stronghold that has been built in through the power of the word, the words, words that create belief systems and ways of being human beings have lived in for thousands millions of years outside of the current systems that we live in we have to overstand that that's a reality and if they survived what was it there that kept them for thousands of years whereas it seems now that the earth is saying i'm done with you so now we swing back around that came from thought processes that are contrary to the ways of the most high the war in the heavenlies Satan and the Most High is not a it's not a battle like the winner and loser. No, the Most High has already set things in order and he kicked him out. And that was a serious kick out because there was lightning. The Savior said, I saw Satan fall like lightning, not, uh, oh, you, you got to get kicked out. No, it was a third of them. So when they in this realm and want to maneuver in the spirit space like the Most High on the earth, 
then you have to understand the energy that you see in the physical realm. And once you understand that from kingdom thought process and blood covenant, then you understand a lot of that is tied to the way the, the most high created the jurisdictional lines in the spirit or what we would call universal law. What is the universal laws of the most high? That's what we should be focused on because that's what's going to shift the environment. And prophecy is to speak even if no one's listening. Because once the Most High puts his word out, it begins to create and form the earth around it if it's an alignment. So that's why it's important to know your bloodline, understand why you are who you are. And once you step into that space, then you can maneuver. There's videos out there saying that some of the people who live in the state of Israel don't feel connected to the land from a DNA standpoint. They're saying it. And there's many groups of people in Israel, so I'm not going to get caught up in all that. But you understand a lot of that is coming out because of the wars that are happening and different groups are standing up and standing out and speaking up and defending themselves. Everyone has their point of view. But the ultimate law that's going to stand is the most high law, the creator. That's what's going to stand. And what I say a lot of times is so easily for it to be placed into Christianity or to be placed in religion or to be placed in that's your view. That's what. That's my truth. That's your truth. There's only the truth. What is the truth? And once you understand the truth, the universal laws, like whether you stand on top of a building, that's my go-to um, analogy because it's very helpful. I stick with analogies that make the biggest point and not try to find a bunch of different ones just for those who teach because it solidifies a little bit stronger in my experience. You go on top of a building, doesn't matter what political view you have, what your gender is, what you think about this or that. If both of us jump off of a six story foot building, both of us will either be hurt or die, period. That's the truth. Now, you can have your version of the truth like, well, what if I jump and I use a parachute? And da, 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 da. Cool. I'm talking about that kind of law. That's what we have to get back to. And that is connected to the ground. So Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob always stayed connected to the ground because the wars that are happening, the rumors of wars because of the new age that's coming where the Most High is going to realign the seed according to what he said, I will bring them back to this land. He told Abraham, you will go in good age, but I will bring them back to this land, the remnant, the chosen. So this is the time to really understand. This is the voice crying in the wilderness. To really understand what is happening and how do we proceed and move forward in the spirit. See, when you walk in the spirit, a lot of the secret societies and such, they do things in secret. They have a secret thought process that they've all agreed to and da, 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 or a team or whoever or a government. That's why everyone's trying to find out what this person's thinking. Da, da, da. Once you come into agreement, that's why the word has been solidified, although it's been infiltrated. It's still been solidified and it, it is connected to the DNA once the DNA, once you know who you are, no matter what race you come from, what, once you know who you are, then you can align yourself according to the way the most I dealt with you and your ancestors. But if you don't understand who you are, and you're trying to be somebody else. That is a sign of weakness. And that over time, although it can stand up for a degree and for a time period, it will come down because it's not set on universal principle or the way the most High set it in order. The most highest power is above. It's not a battle. He always asking them, the devil, 
where did you come from? Where you, what you been doing? He's, I've been walking through and to, to and fro throughout the earth. That's in the book of Job. That's in the book of Jasher. Abraham went through that according to the book of Jasher. And Job went through it. In most traditional circles, Job is considered to be the oldest book in the scriptures. And it's talking about his interference with the spirit realm all the way in through life. He had double, he had pain, brokenness that happened in his family. So now we move into Genesis chapter 25. And then in Genesis, Genesis chapter 25, Abram got another wife because Sarah had passed. Her name was Keturah, and they went through and had children. Abram had many sons. He had Ishmael, he had Isaac, he had Zimram, he had Jokshan, Medan, Median, Ishbak, Shua. So when Moshe goes and connects with his wife in Zipporah from the house of Midian, from Jethro, that's still in the family bloodline. So once you're stepping in the family bloodline, when you hear about Isaac marrying Rebecca, Rebecca's from his father's tribe, from his people, because there's a connection of uh, through the seeds and through the cells. So when you have children in those realms, you have the highest potential seeds, it's just like we see in nature. Because we're not an agriculturalistic society, we don't understand nature. But the more I get back to the land, the more I'm seeing and understanding myself. The more we were hanging out with cows and with horses and with chickens and seeing how they just automatically do what they're supposed to do or learning about bees and mushrooms and how they operate. You begin to learn who you are because you are the fullness of creation. And that's why Solomon spent so much time talking through nature. So this is a beautiful picture of how the seed, the first thing the Most High said was be fruitful and multiply. That's the, the, that is the command of the Most High above all principalities, against all powers, against all things that have come in the past 500 years. The scriptures have superseded it in time. So that word, the fact that it's still here, although it's been tainted, I want to keep saying that because you may come in at any point and don't, it didn't hear previously. But if you go back, I approach the scriptures from a cultural standpoint. And I know that is inspired, but it has been infiltrated and the Most High has to lead us through the scriptures. So that's what we're doing here. And we know that we're on the continent um, that they now call Africa, but it's called the Garden, according to what the Most High said in Genesis chapter 2. And then we see in Genesis chapter 25, verse 5, that Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac. Now, the question you have to ask yourself is why would the scriptures say it like that? That is according to bloodline. Remember, the first person was, the promise was with Sarah. So that's where the highest vibration and the, the highest level of the Most High's presence meeting with flesh was established. And the covenant is in that particular space. That's why they would name areas like Bethel or House of Prayer. Whenever the Most High shows up, they're going to name even the area. So that area becomes a portal. It becomes a, a space with which the Most High can dwell. And that's why it's so beautiful as the Most High begins to share with us the different realms and the different locations according to his word. And we get back to the land and we get back to the ways of the Most High and abandoning the other gods and abandoning things and using these things as tools. They should not rule us. We are ruler over those things. And that's why the Most High says, if you worship other gods, it will be a snare for you. But if you don't, they will always be tools for you. Everything is a tool. Cars, computers are tools that are coming from the earth. Let's get out of the propaganda thought process and move into the, the actual material. And the Most High laid it for Abram. He said, 
all of this land I have given to thee and to thy seed. And that's why it's such a resourceful land from the ground. But if you go by other people's standard, they can make you think, oh, you're, you're a developing nation or you're this or you're not good enough or you have to get this degree or you have to. All of those ways of being is a thought process from one segment of a group of people, which has worked and is working. But the Most High is doing a different thing. And if you get on the most high side, the most high is going to realign everything that has been off, everything that has been kilted, those who have been deceptive, those who have been operating in wickedness, those who have didn't know. He is setting everything in order. He can make you think it and appear physically that it's one way and it'd be another way. That's happened to me plenty of times. And I'm thankful that I wasn't towards my full destruction, but it was a lesson learned that I must fear the most high and trust in him. And hopefully that is the, the, the plea and the call for why we do what we do. In Genesis chapter 25, verse six, but Abram gave gifts to the sons of the concubines, which Abraham had. And while he was still living, he sent them eastward away from Isaac, his son to the country of the east. So he separated them. These are two separate situations. You're going to stay over here. So he had these three major pathways. The first one was done in some haste because he felt he was helping the most high and he was running out of time and he was getting old. Have we all not done that? Where you're like, oh man, I'm getting old. I need to do this and excuse your ability to fully assess the situation and you have blind spots. That's the areas of our soul that are immature and we all have it. It is healthy to have a childlike dependence on the most, a childlike dependence on the most high when you are walking in the kingdom. And when you're walking according to his precepts and his ways and his laws and his statutes and his feasts that he laid out, when you walk according to those feasts, when you walk according to the ways of the Most High, once you walk according and, and observe the Sabbath, wherever you are, I always tell my friends, hey, look, when I started, I wasn't on the proper uh, calendars because I was still in the West. But now I realize, oh, the book was written in the Southern Hemisphere, so I have to at least go by that calendar. And that calendar is physically ahead of us, like South Africa is, what time is South Africa right now? South I'm, Right now, here in LA, it's 4.09, and then Johannesburg is 2.09 in, in, the, in the future. So that's where the Most High dwells. Uh, when you go to the first Nexodus podcast, you'll see that 364 Enochian framework that ties itself closer to the OSA calendar. Because that, those languages are the first languages according to science or according to the historical books, even in European spaces. So if that's true, and they said that Lushi, the oldest bones, was found in Hadar, Ethiopia. And the scripture said that Adam and Eve was made in the image of the father in the east of the garden that encompassed all of Ethiopia. That's the truth. Two different viewpoints, two different ways. And no one wants to admit certain things because it makes them feel like they're inferior or makes them feel like they're not going to be good enough. So you have to always psychologize and, and, and force and manipulate the environment for it to work as a point of survival, a, a point of, um, as, they, as, the, as the Rastafarian will call it, the vampire, vampire energy. And vampire energy, those fallen angels that are maneuvering through those ideals that we yield ourselves to is only going to destroy them as well. Any Anybody. And it's once again not tied to race. It manifests in different race in different ways. But it is a 
human spirit problem. And that fallen, those fallen angels, when they connect or whatever term you want to use that, when people say, oh, I have my demons, all of that space, negative energy, vibes, all of that. I just like to call it from a scriptural standpoint because that resonates with me. But it's whatever your viewpoint is, that's the energy I'm talking about. We get caught up in the word. So that's why I know the word is so important. So be very careful what you call yourself. That's why at this point I call my people who look like me, who are connected to my seed line and in my covenants to one varying degree or other, or on the spectrum, anyone who's Afro peoples or Negro peoples, Niger, Negro. It's, it's the same conversation of N-E-G and N-I-G, different forms of captivities. In a deeper captivity, we went to N-I-G and then break it up, whether it's Nigeria, Niger, Nigger, nigger, all the different. You see those divisions, principalities, powers, rulers, darkness, world, spiritual wickedness, and high places. That's manifestation of that energy. So if you continue to buy into that energy, speak those words, create that force, you are yielding. That's what Paul talks about when you yield your members. But in these higher level um, bloodlines in our ancestral makeup, and, in, and that's already encoded in our DNA, Abram understood those things that's why they said don't marry into these types of situations because it will begin to dilute not only on a physical level but your spiritual connection to the father like what does the hair mean why do we have hair why did the most high originally create hair and why does my hair look this way what is it in relation to the earth that my hair would come and manifest in that way and that's the universal law that's the truth that we need to be paying attention to and that the most high is opening up and that's what i'm talking about this is not religion i'm not a pastor i wouldn't fit a pastor with uh, things that i've been through in my life and past and so forth and so on if you've been divorced or things like that or well, at least when i was coming up i don't know how it is now in the church i haven't really been in church because at this point i see that we have a different focal point but i have absolute respect for a lot of the people who are in the church space because I know a lot of it is just ignorance. Ignorance meaning not knowing. It took me four or five years to come to this information, but it was because I was traveling. I was around different peoples. The most I had to take me through certain things, and now he's telling me to go back and tell my people, just like he told Moshe, like he told Noah, and the people didn't listen. He said, my people are stiff-necked people because my image is so deep in them, and they feel they could do everything for themselves, but yet none of them have succeeded to be his own ruler. Name one of us of all the Afros in the world who is ruling themselves without... Uh, having to ask anybody, that's the humility that we all find ourselves in. So we must humble ourselves so that the Father can help us. And it's not found in religion, it's found in DNA. But this particular book has been calcified into a religion when it is a culture. And if you read between the lines and the Most High gives you the insight, he opens it up for us. So now we have Ishmael. Ishmael had his family. And you can see here in Genesis chapter 25, verse 12. Now this is the genealogy this is like a record. You need to understand who these people are, that Ishmael was tied to Abram's son, who was from Hagar, the Egyptian. That's a different family. That's a different bloodline. That's Shem and that's Japheth, or as it's been translated as Ham. But listen to previous podcasts. I think there's a balanced view about some of the translation there. But the point, I'm not going to get into, I don't get into debates and fighting with people because none of us really know at the end of the day. It's all speculation. So the Most High has to come and verify it. And we're teaching spiritual concepts and kingdom. But the more you can align to the truth in its original space, 
the closer you get to the most high. So that's why I look at King James for the most part. Right now I'm reading New King James because we're moving through names and that's always been a challenge for me when I was younger and for people in general because it feels so separate. But our hope is that over time we'll begin to understand how the, the, the block of humanity has been created, what these seed lines operate from a systemic blood, cellular, spiritual, cultural space, and then move into freedom and connection with the one who created all physical environments, the most high, the one that we call the most high. So we give thanks and praises to his name. The families of Ishmael and Isaac, they break that down. And Ishmael had many sons. So look at the seed just expanding. Abraham had eight sons from Keturah, Hagar, and Sarai. And from that, a whole lineage of Adam and Shem and Abram energy was flowing through the veins of these individuals. So that's why they kept record of them, because these are the firstborn who have been connected to the Most High, who was in covenant with him. So it says here, as we're transferring, as Abraham is leaving the scene, he's going to go in a good age, as the Most High said in chapter 15, when he made a covenant with him. And now we're moving into the life of Ishmael and then Isaac. In Genesis 25, 20, Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah as wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Aramian. It's translated Syrian, but that's fine. And Padan Aram. And we find Padan Aram is modern day Nigeria or thereabouts. Even we have Aram in Ghana by the upper vault. So remember these lines and demarcations were created um, over time as different people groups came in and took possession of the garden, took possession of the land and captives of the people like in 1885, according to the times of the um, Gentiles and according to the times of the people, there were um, a demarcation and breaking. You divide my land, Joel said, but the Most High is going to bring them back in. So if we know that's a prophecy in kingdom space from the principalities and powers, the Most High will call for the spirits that control different regions, different people groups. All the different culture you see is still coming from spiritual energies that were in the mix during the great battle that is still reverberating in, in this physical environment until it has reached its time. And that's why the Savior is saying it is reaching its time when you see these physical type of things come to play. So that's why we're going back to the beginning to understand the root work of the Most High and how he operated in these family structures so that we can get the witness and move accordingly, continue to build out, continue to grow. When I started, like I said, with the Sabbaths, as I was saying earlier, when I started with the Sabbaths, you start where you're at. Sometimes it's, I just I couldn't make it because I was working or different things were happening. So I would just tell the Most High, I love him, I'm aware and I'm coming back to him. So you start where you are. If you need to get to New York and you're in Florida, you don't know what you are going to encounter on the freeway or you're leaving L.A. and wanting to get to Seattle. The hours are there, but that's not clear. That's just the distance. But you don't know the, the distance will say 12 hours, 15 hours, 13. But you don't know if you're going to run into any uh, hazards with the weather or traffic or accidents or detours, million things can come up, but you have to keep moving forward. So with the Sabbath, I grew. Just like when I lost weight, I was eating beef. I was eating everything. I stopped eating beef first to wean, and I stayed on turkey. And then after turkey, I weaned, went to chicken. 
weaned, went to fish a whole year with no meat. Then came back and I eat sparingly, but I stay away from beef unless it's in a kosher or in a halal or it's back in the garden where I know it's not being processed through too many chemicals and people, then I'll eat it. So it's everything is about balance in life. We don't have to be extreme about anything like completely leave this world to join us. That's not reality. And that's not fun. And for a huge portion of my life, you know, for 10 to 12 years, I was living in the, the space of entertainment. So I, I appreciate enjoying the journey that the Most High has put us on. And he's given us ways to enjoy where we can have a great time and still live in a righteous space. So Rebecca had children. She was struggling. Verse 21 of uh, chapter 25. Now Isaac pleaded with the Most High for his wife because she was barren. Now that barrenness could have been because of spiritual reasons, could have just been natural reasons, could have been a couple different ways because remember, there were still so many allegiances and contracts that were made from previous ancestors that was causing certain things to happen because she is experiencing the same thing that Sarah experienced. So we have to discern, okay, there's something there of a family um, interchange, a generational tie, tendency, curse. We don't know all those details, but we see the principle there. So that lets us know that everything is connected by blood and whatever your ancestors have done, didn't do, you are experiencing, will experience, are a part of, and will continue until your seed line is either wiped off the earth because seed lines have been wiped off just like we have endangered species of animals and so forth and so on. Species can get wiped out. And we have to see the most high from those vantage points. That's the universal law portion I was talking about. So when we get into Genesis, we're thinking and speaking and trying to understand it from those contexts. Seated above in heavenly places, as Paul puts it, when he was writing to the Greco um, provinces and Colossians, Colossus, so he went to Ephesus for the book of Ephesians or Galatia, the book of Galatians, all these different cities he went to was giving you a roadmap and a understanding of the seed level of this way of thinking that we are currently in. It started at that place and the most high sealed it and made sure that the book came up. People manipulated it just like Satan can do. Satan only takes what the most high does and manipulates it. Like you think about industrial worlds and this um, Western worlds that we're in, it still can't survive without the natural elements just added on top of it. It's taking stuff from under the ground, around trees, forming it into a different environment and creating it on top of what is already there, which is the earth. So it, we have to really understand what we consider to be technological advancement, what we consider to be groundbreaking and what is the result, what is the fruit so you don't get tricked. We've been tricked long enough. You don't have to be tricked. And you can't have the whole world because the most highest control the whole earth. And he already has this timetable on how things are going. So if you align to him, it makes it a lot easier for you to get in line and humble oneself and know that the most high is moving at a different pace and watch the news, watch what's happening around in, in your environment, what's happening to the young people, what's happening to the older people. That's why my heart is for the young people right now, because there's the, 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 the onslaught is so strong. These are strong energies, strong spirits that are moving and the most high is saying, I need you to align so that I can come into this realm. That's why you have to be obedient. Because if you look in according to the flesh, looking according to the arm of the flesh and not according to covenant, you will be deceived. He said, be not deceived because in these days, perilous times will come. People will be lovers of themselves. This is Timothy telling you, 
further down. The Savior already came, and now Timothy is picking up these principles and beginning to share it into the Greco-Roman space so that it will stay in the annals of time, locked in to this very end. And the Savior told as in the days of Noah, because I only do what I see my father doing. He understood through nature. Heavens declare, how King David said, the heavens declare. It shows his handiwork. It shows his ways. And if we pay attention, get back to the land. That's why we're doing back to eat and get back to the land. Humble ourselves. He said, I will, if you pray, seek my face, turn from your wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, forgive your sin. Oh man, I've been forgiven. A lot of things that I did wrong. He will forgive your sin and heal your land. He didn't say you. He didn't say the individual. The, the mental health is tied to the land. What food are you eating? What are those chemicals? We don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how to pronounce it. That's how much stuff is mixed up that wasn't in the original order. So long term, you have to understand that that's what's happening. And if you can't see it, that's why the most I said I come to break the chains. Because if you can hold on to truth, if there's still truth reverberating in your DNA, it will cling to this or it will resist this. So it depends on what's going on in your DNA, in your DNA, your mindset, your thought processes, what you desire, what you love, who's your God. If you feel an offense, because it could be an offense. And when it's an offense, Ooh, you get what? Defensive. And the easiest way is to cut it off or don't pay attention to or fill yourself with other things. But if that's the choice, which is it's your choice, think about it long term. Is that going to be helpful or is it going to be destructive? It's going to be one or the other. It may be a combination of both. But we're seeing these principles align so beautiful in, in the bloodline. So then you go down to Genesis 25, 23, and the Most High said to to Rebecca, two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separate from your body. One shall be stronger than the other, and the other, the older one shall serve the younger. This is a, a, a messaging that was given. Now, I don't get too caught up in semantics, but I do understand that at that level, that Abraham was like the lowest tier of the Noah reign. It's almost like when you watch basketball, you're seeing LeBron James and all these other people are becoming the last. LeBron James got the last of a certain style of ball that was resembled. Now we have a whole different it's shooting and it's running and running gun. But that kind of Kobe style that that affected Carmelo's game, um, that affected those who were in the USA team, Durant and all those individuals, that type of play is 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 slipping away. Same thing with when Michael, there was a shift. Still maintained certain portions of it, the principle, but there's a shift. That's how it is in bloodline from Adam to Noah to Abram. So everything that were in those three degrees are going to push such a high level energy of the most highest presence in the physical form through these bloodlines. That's why I say, keep my commandments. Then you, you're tapped into the heavenly realm. That's what Jubilees is about. That's why we fast. That's why we pray. That's why we observe the feast because it keeps us in communion with our father. Then he begins to reverberate through us to maneuver the physical environment and bring strongholds under his subjection, which is already in play. But you can pray it through. You can push it through because of who you are. And because of the bloodline that you're connected to, it doesn't have to go through any person. It goes straight through your bloodline, through the covenant. And we have in kingdom, we have an order. You go through the king. That's why the savior himself said, you are, I'm your brother. He was still from a bloodline, son of David. I am, Abraham is my father. Your father is the devil. You see, he was talking in spirit space to Peter when Peter was acting up and started talking 
being affected, infected by the currency of the situation, causing him to falter to a default status. That is the construct. And he said, Satan, get thee behind me, for you know not the will of the father. It's not time for me to fight with guns yet. If I wanted to, I got angels that will destroy this whole place in one second. But at the end of the age, I'm coming with sword because now it's realigned. And now what the Most High started in the heavens when he kicked them out is going to manifest itself here in the earth realm as well. As it is in heaven, that was a prayer our Savior said. Thy will be done on earth as it is in the heavens. Give us this day so the Most High is our sustenance. And then he uses everything as tools. So you had Esau and you had Jacob. And then out of them, they had different types of personalities. One was more toward the people who would sustain seed and walk according to the ways of the Most High. And one was a partier and was out there and was rugged. I mean, book of of Jasher says that Esau was the one who killed Nimrod, cut his head off. Esau was a man of the, of the, he was like a Nimrod, but he's like, I'm taking over Nimrod. I'm, I'm the one. Now, Nimrod was beat by Abram. So Abraham was at a high level. His father, they was serious with the arts, serious with the craft, had 318 of his choice men go up and destroy Amraphel, who is a part of or is Nimrod. Nimrod been reigning for so long, you still see the remnants of Nimrod to this day. Just like you see the remnants of Abram when you read Sahara, Sarah, and Haran, that northern part. That's where Mesopotamia is. That's what the research is showing us. And it makes sense. It was so wicked that the Most High dried it out, but underneath is still oil, still rich land. That whole continent is the land that the Most High promised to Abram. So as Abraham is closing the chapter, that is the synopsis of everything in the spirit space that you need to overstand and sit with and let the most high begin to unveil to you more. And that only happens by separating oneself. He is a privilege to know the most high. He demands you commit yourself just like in anything. We can't just go to president Biden. You can know of president Biden, or you can go know of uh, your favorite, whoever you can't go straight to them. You don't know them. You don't spend time with them. You don't know their schedules. You don't know their families. You don't know a lot, you know, from a public standpoint, like, oh, he has this, da, da, da. but you don't know the ins and outs. We want to know the most high, like we know him. We can talk to him on the phone. And that comes by seeking. Not religion. It's not the, what you can do and reading the Bible all the way through. And da, da, but you have to put, position your mind to get renewed. He said by the renewing of your mind so that your mind gets renewed and then you can search it from a cultural standpoint and then connect your DNA to a specific land. That's what's happening. Every person has a land that was allotted to them based on their DNA, based on how the most I created them. When there was colonization and things, it threw the world, as Psalm said, and colonization didn't start with the Europeans. The, the Arab um, Sahel, Sahel was colonization. They done colonization back. The bees do colonizations. That's where they learned it from, from the birds and the bees. They learned it from nature. In Egypt, they had. In Kemet, they had. So colonization is not a new thing. It's just in this time and dispensation is showing up the way it is and it needs to be or it will be shifted. It's just the way it is. So the question is, where do you stand and how are you going to maneuver as these things change? Are you wise enough? Because you can be smart, but are you wise and are you intelligent through the spirit, through overstanding to be able to make it through. And that's what we're, this whole nexus is about is escaping in the mind first, in the spirit, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our mind. Have no fear. Walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh, the scripture says. So if we're moving in that realm, 
then the Most High will show up in the physical for us. So we are going to move into Esau selling his birthright. And this was really key. And then we'll stop here. So Esau was a man of the woods, man of the, but he could cook. He would get that, that meat off of kill. So imagine no process, high level animal, high level human being cooking. Isaac was like, man, you're my son. You're a warrior like my dad was. And imagine him hearing that often, often. So when he saw Nimrod, he said, my granddad, I'm about to cut, I'm about to get him. Just like we saw even amongst <laughs> presidents here in the United States. It was Bush and Bush Jr. That's what the scriptures is talking about when you see with Esau, Jacob, and all these bloodlines and what decisions they made, people that they married into. But when he despised, Genesis chapter 25 says that Esau despised his birthright because he wants something to eat. He just came from, Jasher gives the backdrop. And Jasher says that Esau saw Nimrod, killed him, had a war with some of Nimrod's men and was coming back and was hungry. And Akobi or Jacob, Akobi meaning firstborn in Yoruba. And when you look at some of the languages, like I shared earlier about some of the South African languages, you got to um, do a little bit more research because it's, it's just interesting to me that that's not a place we can look at, but the scriptures in Genesis chapter two said that was in Ethiopia. So why wouldn't we look at the scriptures to see if any of these words, names, phrases are in any of the languages that are represented on the continent and then doing the research from that standpoint. And that's what we've done. That's what we're doing. That's what others are doing. And we're learning from each other. We're sharing notes. We're sharing ideas. Most is visiting us and helping us to regroup, to regroup. He said, I will build up the old waste places first. And I'll do it piece by piece so that I don't consume you all at once. So now Jacob, Esau comes in. The Genesis don't give you that context, but it would make more sense to me that there had to be something really serious happening. He said, I'm about to die. And this is what you want with a birthright? I just killed Nimrod. You know who I am? <laughs> Grant, man, give me that. You had a birthright. I'm, 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 I'm that man. I'm, 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 I killed Nimrod. I killed Nimrod. So imagine that energy and Jacob being able to say, wow, you are a man of war that's going to cut off our seed. They made him to be a supplanter and deceiver. No, he he knew how to maneuver in that environment. You know, like I love Absol, one of his songs, he said, I had to act a little crooked just to make sure I was straight. That that principle of don't be overly righteous. You have to know the context that you're in. If you're in jail, you can't be like, turn the other cheek, pause on it all. But you get my point. So someone hits you. Your body has a, de a defense system, immune system. Why would the Most High now say, just keep letting them slap you? So those are some of the ideas we have to look at, but it doesn't have to be in the physical space. And that's what one thing that I say that I learned from Dr. King was the power of the word, that he spoke the word and he was nonviolent and still was able to maneuver the people forward in one degree or another. So that's an important concept of what Abraham, the seed of Abraham, has as their covenant inheritance that is connected to the land and to the people. So it's important to get back to your land, be aware of it, that consciousness getting back to the land, period, because the whole earth is the most highest. And we're going to pick it up from there where Jacob understood the power of the land, understood the power of family, understood the power of covenant, whereas Esau wanted to dominate and to bring things under his subjection and move by his emotion and ego. And that's not a sustainable model for longevity. So the Most High, that automatically yielded his members or caused for the fallen to trick him because they was already set for judgment. So anytime we operate in anything 
below the highest vibration or common good for the most high, for the people, for the environment, with all those metrics being crossed, we're in the fallacy and it's going to catch up at some point. You may get away with it for 20 years, 30 years, 40, 50, 50 years, 60 years, and it will, by principle, universal law, jumping from the roof, you may not die, but it will get broken. So we move forward and we'll pick up and, and push through now all of Genesis um, from these different family groups and seeing the personalities and how the degradation and the brokenness of a people was systematized through their own actions and not necessarily because of their enemies or because of those who were against them. They yielded their members. They went outside of the covenants. And when you go outside the covenants, it's outside of the way things are built. If you have a beautiful car and you never take the oil change, it doesn't matter how beautiful the car is at some point. You're going to get an array of issues that is going to cost you greatly. And then the value of the car will be lost. That's the same thing in life. Everything around us is teaching us and helping us to move by principle and not by what we feel. We catch up next week. <laughs>